Recorded live from Stockton, California. This is Jamming with the Best. Welcome back. Episode 91. We got Danny. We got yep. the Shans. Sean Jack, Sean Mercy. Yeah, Hello, what's up, boys? guys? Welcome. How's it going? It's going amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Let's get right to it. We've got news to drop. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Sean Jack, why don't, why don't you take it? What exactly, what the hell is going on this year? Uh, so the OTB Open has a new presenting uh, manufacturer partner, and it is going to be MVP Disc Sports. Gyro. Throw it's gyro. Be a lot of gyro this year. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Um, you know, one thing I heard in the off season is that uh, movement is made when you change. Sure. And uh, I'm not sure that was like specifically behind our strategy, but we just thought, you know, um, we would test the waters as far as uh, receiving, you know, interest from other companies. Mm hmm. And MVP one MVP was something that we talked about amongst a few others that came to the top of the list. And uh, we have a good relationship with Steve Holloway. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got a referral from Steve Dodge, obviously, since he knows them with the MVP Open. Yep. And they came up with a program that uh, was very attractive. And so we're really happy to work with them this year. Well, and there's a lot that you guys want to do this year as far as making the the level and the feel of the event much larger. Can you talk about some of the infrastructure things that you guys want to implement? Yeah, for sure. So like overarching, our goal is to, to create the best spectator experience on tour. Like we might fail, but that's what we're going to try to do. Mm -hmm. I went to my first USDDC last year and took a lots of notes. Um, just saw how they were able to handle onboarding with spectators and parking and creating uh, viewership areas and how they treat VIPs and obviously working for the tour and been to a many events now. And, you know, uh, one thing I'm proud that of our team is that we take a lot of chances, mm -hmm. you know, creating the event at Glen Eagles, different types of sponsors, yep. moving the tournament because we had to. Yep. And this year changing um, one of the first events to charge a cover um mm -hmm. 2018 yeah yep. uh i know how crazy it was back then that we charged 10 bucks inaugural 10 to get in <laughs> ten dollars still my favorite event i've ever been to it was awesome <laughs> that one lives in infamy yeah mm -hmm. um and so we uh just thought you know we we do a good thing and uh the relationship we have with you and only the best this uh is important because of your distribution channel sure right so if anyone doesn't know out there, and it's okay to share, right? Yeah. So OTB's uh, sponsorship of the OTB Open works as a, essentially a rev share program. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a guaranteed floor, but then we get to share in the profit of the disc that OTB sells. Yep. So the more disc that we can have access to, uh, the more money we can make. And the more money we can make, the better we can make a kickass kick ass experience for spectators and players. Yep. So going back to what you asked me, which is a roundabout way to get there. Um, we have, uh, I'll let Sean talk about the numbers. Mercy. <laughs> Other Sean. Um, but because of this new program, we're able to raise a significant amount of money that we want to use to create a foundation of more, uh, more staging, more sounds, more bleachers, uh, VIP bathrooms, player locker room facilities, trailers for media, hospitality trailers for staff, um, 
just more, more professionalize. Yeah. Like if anyone's been to a PGA tour event, it's our goal to get there. You know, we'll fail, but video wall, like we're definitely going to have a video wall. Yeah. Like no question. We want a place for people to watch the coverage while they're getting their food, going to the bathroom, buying some products. That's so freaking cool. Yeah. Like, so like, let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the partnership with MVP really allows us uh, with our contribution that they gave us in, in cash and also in uh, credit to support our amateur event. Mm-hmm. And along with the access of OTB Dis to sell limited edition exclusive molds um, to help raise money. Yeah, it's exciting, man. They stepped up. They stepped up to the plate big time with, uh, you know, with access to their product line. Certainly 2021 was a tough year. Every manufacturer was dealing with the issues of just an extreme supply constraint. And we weren't able to get, you know, access to, to as many as we could. And that's no indictment on the previous sponsor in, in any way. Um, but, you know, 2022, everybody's getting getting their supply down and yeah, we're going to be able to roll out quite a few discs and I'm excited to see, you know, where exactly that, that money is going to go because it's all going back into the event and that's exciting. It is exciting. Um, you know, I think I've, I've, I've been on a few podcasts before where I'm unapologetic about the fact that people that are tournament directors deserve to be compensated. hundred percent. Yep. Uh, it's it's a job that not most people have, and like I, it's impossible for me to say this without expressing any sort of self centeredness. But you have to be good with people. You have to be good behind a computer, and you have to be physically capable of lifting boxes. And you have to be good and at delegating. Yeah, planning Plan- and delegating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I probably spend an average of ten to twenty hours a week on the tournament in the three months leading up to it, and then. Three, from day. three weeks out through the end of the DGPT tournament, it's full time. Yeah. And by full time, it's like 80 hours a week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the week yeah. of the tournament is just crazy. It's yeah. Yeah. six in the morning until 11 o'clock at night, midnight. Yeah. I mean, you're basically running on adrenaline. I basically don't hang out with you at all that whole week. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I know. I wish we could be in two places at one time and also be like pure spectators. Oh, I'd know. love to go to the OTB Open. This is <laughs> yeah, it'd be so much fun. How much would you pay? We, we get a little bit of that, but. $150 yeah. <laughs> for a three-day VIP pass. Yeah. yeah, VIP. What about uh, the golf cart? <laughs> and the golf cart. Yeah, uh, so yeah, like we uh, honestly, it's it's not hard. Like copy the things that are successful, like go to a golf tournament and, you know, we're going to have, we're hopefully going to have uh, golf carts that'll shuttle people around from if they're mm-hmm. parked in the parking lot that's far away mm-hmm. or just to get you from point A to point B. Uh, we're aiming to have elevated viewing platforms. We want to do some live music. And not just like maybe live music that's local, maybe, you know, some artists that have significant following, mm-hmm. you know, look at like the Phoenix Waste Management Open mm-hmm. or the American Express Golf Tournament. It's like these are it's just just copy them yeah. and, and yeah. do it in a, in a smaller way. So we want onboarding to be important part. Like when you get to the golf tournament, you know that you're at a disc golf tournament, you know where to park, you're welcomed when you get to the gates, it is organized, the line, the queue is exactly where it should be, yep. you're given a map. You're giving a, maybe a 30-second soundbite of where everything is. You know where the vendor village is. You know where the bathrooms are. You know where you can get food. Yep. Uh, not sure this year. I'd love to have like a, a beer tasting element. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a 23 idea. Yeah. But um, just creating a more professionalized experience for everyone. What are some of the things that you took specifically from USDGC that you'd like to implement? 
That's a great question. Thank you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The OB, I'm not sure I'm going to mirror it, but the the OB, the way they do it with uh, pretty thick steaks and string, uh, it was Chad Sullivan was walking around. He like, he's like a assistant TD there. And so the guy with the crazy hat, no, I don't know. He's like, I know who you're talking about. No, he, um, like their staff at all times is tightening the out of bounds because they have these really thick stakes and they all they have to do is like loop it around. And whenever their staff is like driving anyone around and they have golf carts flying everywhere, that's part of, I want golf carts flying everywhere, bringing people in logistics. Damn. Uh, except thing. but they also have, uh, they have great infrastructure there. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jonathan pool works out of like a Winthrop museum that mm-hmm. has like bedrooms and bathrooms and showers and full media and a bar. And like, and then uh, when you finish, everyone's seen the, I can't remember what that facility is called at Hole 18. It's a big facility that also has bathrooms and a place for the media. Um, we don't have exactly that much infrastructure, but with the support that we have from our sponsors now, we can kind of bring it in and mm-hmm. pop it up, Yep, which is exciting. Yeah, which isn't something necessarily the the viewers will be able to see, but if you're coming to the event and spectating, you're going to yeah. notice it immediately. Yeah. Players will feel it too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, the viewers are going to see all of the spectators on site. Yeah. I think that's going to be really cool. That's my favorite mm-hmm. part about OTB Open last year was like the area by 17's green and like was it 13 right there? Uh, it was 14, 14, 17, yeah, that area, like party peninsula with yep. the, the camera shots yeah. were sick. Cause it was just yeah. like 400 fans. Yeah. And dude throwing and it just looked amazing. So yeah. we want to do that times like four. Oh yeah. This year. Yeah. I mean, eventually times a thousand eventually. Yeah. Like we have a, a five year goal that, Five-year goal that on-site at one time we want five thousand fans, mm-hmm. and I think we can do ten. But like as a yeah, reasonable eventually. goal, we yeah. hope. What was last year, and it was capped due to COVID. <sighs> so we capped VIP passes at three hundred. Mm-hmm. Those were three-day passes that gave you unlimited access. This year, I think that cap is five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also doing daily VIP. Sean, do you remember what it is? pricing maybe no 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 the number uh, i don't i don't i like 200 more maybe maybe like 50 to 100 more per day yeah but then as far as general admission which i'm we're walking the course tomorrow with leonard which i'm excited about to see like what kind of ga space that we can Mm -hmm. carve out Mm -hmm. we can do i think a thousand so we should we should have well i think we got like 700 on site probably max last year we had a thousand i think we had a thousand last year i thought including players across including players and players volunteers we had a thousand no problem right right. this year i think we can do 1500 to 2000 yeah yeah and then get that to 5000 like that's the three-year plan right 5000 5000 yeah 5000 at one time uh by 2024 what's the most spectators like european open i feel like was a big one that so I guess stateside like what has been the most single like spectated event or day? Do you know? <sighs> I think Ledgestone and Deglo last year yeah. had significant ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I've heard from our from the Disc Golf Pro Tour Ops Manager that they had like maybe two thousand DDO at the, at the last two. year at uh, at Ledgestone <clears throat> um, and Deglo. Corey's chiming, wanna... Corey's chiming in with DDO. Yeah. DDO. Shout out Corey Merle too. Yeah. Corey's in the background. He's going to jump on the microphone. Yeah. Sometime. He'll be here in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I picture like worlds obviously is, you know, the, one of the title events of, of last year, probably the biggest event in our sport. Um, but like, 
they had thousands last year. Yeah, Mulligans had plenty. Thousands. And then the Fort is the other one. It's real fort tough had the, to get a ton of spectators. But that 18th green, it was uh, amazing. Holy shot. Yeah. Yeah, for, I would say Mulligans was fantastic. Uh, sorry, the, the Fort was fantastic for hole 18. What was the the playoff hole, hole 16? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, those two holes could fit like three to 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they designed it that way too, right? I think so. I mean, that's how the, the playoff was going to go 16, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rinse, wash, repeat. And then they put bleachers that could fit a thousand people on hole 18. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Which I think means we should circle back to uh, what we're doing at, uh, at the course this year. For sure. Yeah. So in order to accommodate so many more spectators, we're going to be taking over the entire Swenson mm-hmm. uh, yeah. property. We talked about it a little bit on, on our last, last episode, and we yep. said oh, right. it will yeah, be listened. a redesign. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it seemed like 18's green and 1's T-pad were going to be relatively close, kind of close to the infrastructure they already have there at the golf course. Right. And really just a great viewing and finishing area, and mm-hmm. everybody's got their beers, chilling in the beer garden. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hole 18 will now uh, be relatively close to the beer garden or like the dining area at Swenson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Close to the bathrooms. Uh, that area alone can fit hundreds of people, and then mm-hmm. we intend on putting more bleachers and spectating areas uh, right there. And I would be shocked if, again, we haven't seen it till tomorrow. There should be like OB in play. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be really exciting. There's a couple yeah. practice greens right there. Golf greens. Yeah, Golf I greens, wonder yeah. how that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we definitely want to get <clears throat> similar to the experience that they got at the fort. Mm-hmm. Um, like an arena, basically, coming yeah. in to finish the tournament. Yeah. So yeah spe- I mean, uh, speaking of that, my dad is actually going to this year's Waste Management Open. Yeah, nice. I actually, is, I actually might be going to that tournament too. Yeah, so it's the same time as the All Star Weekend. My cousin okay, works soon. for the big billboard company. I don't know what it's called, and he has forty box seats. So my dad gets to go sit in the box seat at the Waste Management Open on wow. the sixteenth nice. green. I think on hole sixteen. Yeah, that's uh, I, I've so. sent Danny like mock ups with like mm-hmm. that's why on bleachers. Yeah. yeah, I would love to build like a hole eight Maple Hill hole sixteen. I love that I'm putting those two holes at the same. Uh, it's kind it's of a similar vibe. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An mm-hmm. aceable short hole that everyone goes ape shit. Ape shit for. Yeah, yeah. 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 I so. we need a hole like that that we can build and then like every year the infrastructure gets bigger and bigger. I mean, yeah. if you look at Tiger Ace that hole in the nineties, mm-hmm. uh, and you look at the coverage, it didn't have like a stadium surrounding the green. No. Right. It was just no, a they, shit ton of people standing around. Correct. They they built it slowly, but like the vibe was there as evident right yeah. away. And yeah. like uh, I said that this is something that Sean might disagree with. I want to be the loudest event on tour. Oh, I'd love that so much. <laughs> as I'm long as it's loud nice. at the right time. Yes. 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 Exactly. Crash yeah. and loud at the wrong time last year. Shout out to Crash. That was hole 17. It was Paige's group. Yeah. Someone hit a putt and hit the chains and Crash and his whole cart started screaming and then everyone looks at him. It was like, spit out? It was a spit out. <laughs> yeah. It was Paige putting in a dog bark. In a dog bark right too. at the backswing too. It was really just like an awful moment, like all the way around. Well, I felt she, bad for everyone involved because it was crashing a cart full of kids. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, yeah. she won the tournament. Yeah, <laughs> she still won. She Thanks still won, but by like one. She took it like champ too. Or two. Like, yeah. She did take like a champ. Stuff she didn't happened. even. Well, she is a champ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way she can take all the things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's always a balance though, right? Like we yeah. definitely want to have that kind of party carnival atmosphere for sure around the event but also we, we we need to prioritize a good fair competition sure 
you might also get the chance to not crash into some water. <laughs> sure. Maybe. I would love to see crash in the water. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dunk tank. Dunk hey, get, tank, though. Get some diss out of there while you're I, at it. I mean, yeah. take that photo, <laughs> sign me up. I'll buy it right now. We might have crash on the pod tomorrow, apparently, also. Oh, well, I heard right. the TD for the Masters Cup. Yeah. It's coming up tomorrow. Matt yeah, Beatty Mr. Matt Beatty oh, will nice. be here tomorrow. You guys are busy. A little bit. Yeah. It's never uh, boring. Masters Cup parts. is moving to the golf course on Sunday. Yeah. I believe it. 18 holes also is what he told me. That's what it's always been. No. For the oh, normal day law. For day law. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 18 holes. He also Correct. told me he has news to break that nobody else has heard, and he wouldn't even tell me Ooh. tomorrow. And he wants to break it on our show. Wow. Really? Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't either. I talked to him Damn recently. right you don't. This is now a news-breaking podcast. Yeah, this is actually going to come out after that one probably, though. <laughs> we need to wait even longer. <laughs> All right, let's go. drop that. Let's drop that one. Drop that <laughs> one on Tuesday. Yeah. I know. Like, I'm trying to think of the math. It's I don't like, even know I what it like is. I'm in the movie with like different timelines. Yeah, we got all the timelines. This is why the, Crash the wanted us to not talk about timelines ever early on. The club bought cell towers. Oh, that'd be sick. That would be great. <laughs> that news. would be sick. That would be sick. Yeah, he didn't. He was. I talked to him the other day. <laughs> we actually talked about Boba Fett for a long time. <laughs> and then we talked about Master's Cup. But he was like, yeah, well, maybe. He was like, ah. Oh, Actually, I won't tell you. I'll break it on your podcast. That's perfect. Like, Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Perfect. So Instant reactions. Yeah. So I hope it's pissed. I hope it's as good as uh, is, but I'm going to be furious as it sounds like it's going to be. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just waiting. If you guys to ask us questions. I'm used to being on. Uh, we're, we're not that type of podcast. I know. I, I remember that. We just talk. So well, how are we how are we going to roll this out? Um, Do we want to talk about uh, when people are going to be able to order discs yeah. or anything like that? I mean, we're going to hopefully drop this podcast. This podcast we, will be dropping with the news. With the news of everything. So so when you listen to this, you'll have already hopefully heard right. from Facebook and Instagram and other such sources. And there will be pre-orders. Yeah, for so we can talk models. about all the discs, at least the eight molds. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fan favorites. There's going to be a lot of heavy hitters in there. It's exciting stuff. It'll be just the first wave of what mm-hmm. we're doing. I think we have one one big release of you know of a new mold or not necessarily a new mold, new, but a new, new plastic, plastic and mold combination yeah. that we're excited about. We can't release that just yet. It needs to come out of the machines and make sure that everything's running properly out there in Michigan. How they do it up there, yep. but uh, I'm I'm excited for that one. Uh, just their glow is insane. I'll say that much. Yeah, nice. their glow is beautiful. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing a few different phases of drops that you can look forward to. Um, with a phaser beam stamp also. Yeah. Not a phaser true. beam stamp, but a Jeff phase stamp. Yeah. True. We're ver- very grateful to Jeff to yeah. giving us a great design again this year. Yeah. Jeff phase. Uh, actually, now that you said it, if Jeff wants to make like a phaser beam OTB open stamp, fine. Jeff, awesome. if you're listening to this, <laughs> he's not listening. <laughs> Everybody's Start working on it. Everyone listening busy. to this. This is the most listened to podcast ever. Well, actually, what number podcast do you guys think you rank in the disc golf world? Forty seventh out of forty two. How many? <laughs> no. yeah. How many? So relevant you're saying we chose the wrong one to launch this news? hundred. You knew that. Not just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, go on. Go on Smashbox if you have actual news to drop. Yeah, or like the Upshot, or <laughs> I might go on Smashbox next great. Tuesday. Then do that yeah. too. I might. That's perfect. I mean, all press is good. You should. Yeah. Absolutely. I was going to go on this Tuesday, but we had to delay the announcement. 
So I didn't. I, I heard did. Madison maybe talking about it. She could. She's like, did she I really? know some big news about MVP. I hope oh. it's us. Oh, they're also signing Paul though. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> Paul, Paul Oman. <laughs> Paul Oman. He would be a good pickup. He would be a good pickup. You've seen him play? I've never seen I him play, but not. he's a great he's the human. He's slowest thrower yeah, he in the world. super nice. Thanks. He's I, like six five. Yeah, I played with him on a card at actually uh, Vibram Open. Yeah, he's huge. Several years ago, have a couple beers. Very with tall, him, but I've short. had some beers with him. He dude, he's like he's got those long levers and he throws like Wasn't in slow motion. But he, you oh. know, he throws easily five five fifty. Jeez, yeah, he, he might have been here. I met him at Masters so. Cup. Speaking he was of at here, Paige's birthday. What are the plans for the OTB Pro Shop during the OTB Open hmm. presented by MVP Disports? <laughs> More last year stuff, probably. Yeah. Really? We accidentally threw a few ragers last year. I don't think... <laughs> I think we're going to try to do some more things this year, but like make it so not everyone just shows up here. Can we borrow the barricades when they're not... <laughs> yeah. Can we plant the barricades outside so we don't have we a rager on a Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, so we want a players-only party. That'd be <sighs> rad. Let, actually, let's talk about um, VIP spectator experiences. Mm -hmm. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah. So like I think that we're at the point it maybe not this year but next year where we can have like ultra exclusive super duper some events uh VIP mm -hmm. um in so much that like I think the disc golf has become cool enough that uh people will like buy travel packages mm -hmm. right and how does that get rolled into it like, can you go to the, do you live in do you live in San Francisco and you can pay three to five hundred dollars and that includes transportation to the tournament and an overnight hotel stay, transportation back, transfers, and you know, beer on the or in a disc? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's something I'm really excited about. Um if people haven't there haven't heard, Sean and I are actually helping to run the worlds in twenty twenty three at Smuggler's Notch. Uh and like the only negative about that location is that it's isolated. Okay. But I want to draw. I want to draw like a an eight hour radius around it, and then create this kind of travel package to get people to go there on a shuttle. Like, can we get fifty people from the Philadelphia Disc Golf Club mm -hmm. to pile on a shuttle? I'll pay a thousand dollars and include your transportation. Because like, once you get the smugs, you don't have to, you don't need a car. No. Nope. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. Like, are we at that point yet where that could work? I think it's probably something where people would just end up doing it on their own. Still. Okay. But yeah, I'd love to, to be proven degree, wrong. The all in disc golf islands, you know, those and they like, like 15, 15 courses. Mm -hmm. They like, they didn't even finish. They got eight courses finished, I think. And they mm -hmm. like set all the tourism records. Yep. Yep. So like, I don't know if they could do it. It's probably viable here. I mean, here you're not going to play though, as part of it. No, true. You're just going <laughs> to spectate. Yeah, you could expect. Well, the I think best if, you, can, if you could do it, if you could roll both into it again, Absolutely. looking at PGA, what do they do? There's no golf when you go to a tour. So the PGA no, partners with like but... other companies that do this. It's like all experiential. Mm -hmm. They do two things. So like the PGA, you can like get all expenses paid trip to whatever tournament you want. Mm -hmm. But then there's also like TPC yeah. Touring Players Club mm -hmm. packages that you can go to those courses and play them yeah. outside of the tournaments. And you can buy a package. Yeah, I mean, right now yeah. that's the AM event the week prior. Uh, or sometimes the week, the same week of, right? Yeah. We're still at the point where that's probably fleeting and going away. You do a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday sort of thing. No, but like you could play the Green Mountain Championship as an amateur right now, at the same time as oh, the pros. Oh, yeah. So. 
Got it. I, yeah, I do think those times are they're not going to be around as much. No, I don't think so. I don't. I That's think true. there's going to be a time where you're not all pro players are going to be playing in the same weekend. Like masters men players, and will, men and women will be different weekends. Eventually, masters players will be. That's I mean, already is that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, but, people were not happy about the Masters Cup age protected pros being punted to yep. the amateur weekend. Yep. Yep. And that's a growing pain. Um, I understand why people would be frustrated, but as the pro scene increases, I mean, if if you guys have seen the demand on the FPO side, mm-hmm. it's gone from it's twenty to thirty to thirty to forty, and now like. Sean and I are going to reserve 60 play, sixty spots Hell for yeah. women. How many tour cards were sold for each side? Uh, 37, I think, for FPO. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds very specific, but roughly 35 to 40. MPO, I believe it was 85 to 90. Okay. Wow. That's so, a I mean, mm-hmm. obviously not every single pro is going to play every single tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if they did, you're looking at 120 spots. And we only can fit 180. Yeah, that's a most ideally that's one, all we'd like to fit. No, we want to fit one fifty. <laughs> yeah, like the like, more people, the longer the days. And it, yeah, they mm-hmm. and like up. this is a culture change. Like, this is a big time one where now that the Tory card exists, how do you actually get a Tory card? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like how do you get access to the tour to gain the points? And uh, Sean and I need to start getting creative. Like anyone out there, actually hit up OTB if you want a qualifier for the tournament and you're in Northern California. Let us know. Mm-hmm. We can't promise that it'll happen, but we're totally on board. Um, if you're running an event that wants to be a qualifier. Yes, let's qualify. <laughs> uh, correct. If you're running an event, I would say B tier or above, mm-hmm. and you want your winners to, to get qualification into the OTB Open, hit us up. Yep. Anywhere in work. California. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sure. I yeah. mean, we got the yeah. We could it, have like a southern qualifier and a northern qualifier, just just to start. And I mean, obviously, it's got to be in the next like three months. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Sooner. So than it's like later. winter time. I would say, or something like sure. that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is like for the local pro that maybe can't tour mm-hmm. or just can't get access to the tournaments. Yep. Um. I mean, here's the deal. Like, we're finally at the point where we've been hashtag grow the sport for so long that not everything is like warm and fuzzy. Gosh yeah. darn it, it worked. Uh, it works. <laughs> yeah. We did our jobs. It, not right. everything scaled with the amount of players that actually want to play. The yeah. FPO side scaled significantly with, with COVID. I think a lot of women in the Ultimate Frisbee community. Yep. Yep. That it surprised me that we now, I mean, we've been doing like women's divisions unlimited for a week open for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. And finally it's like, Holy smokes. And just so you know, the future is, Hey, Leonard Muse, if you're listening, we need two courses at Swenson Yep, <laughs> that will eventually need two full courses. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like 120, 120. Or, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think we're, we're separate a decade away yeah. from an L uh, PGA. Yep. LDGPT. That sounds like a whole community. <laughs> sorry sorry Corey <laughs> no it's true and especially for the AM event because that's where you want as many numbers as you can possibly get uh, we're going to give at least a week right Sean of women yes absolutely yeah. last it's, year it'll we, be the same model as last year we're even we though we're least not week, women's maybe global. two weeks yep even though we're not women's global yeah at least a week yeah mm-hmm. we want as many women as possible no caps do you yeah with no it's caps. a challenge to the women to to make the men mad. Yeah, fill it up. <laughs> do, you, do you think that uh, Ultimate joining like the COVID and how Ultimate kind of stopped, 
affected disc golf way more on the women's side than it did on the men's side? Per capita, mm-hmm. for sure. I'd yep. say the, the no ratio question. is way different. Yeah. yeah. This is and more women I, ultimate players per yep. capita than men. Yep. But I think yeah, it's... Is there? Know, y- Sorry? Well, there's more there's old, more women, women than old, men ultimate players? No, no, no. No. no percentage okay. The ratio is yeah. like so 50-50, we're like, 50, though, at the yeah. club level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know an equal number of, of men and women came over to disc golf. So it yeah. seems like it's a lot more women. But that's also because in disc golf... We have like ten yeah. percent women or less. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like ten percent is actually pretty good. I feel I like it's unfortunately professional yeah. level. <clears throat> well, what affect FPO a lot more? Well, you got Ella and Leah. Yeah, right? Ella and Leah, both mm-hmm. of us. I don't know any men. Excellent. I don't know any men. Sorry, Markham, that came up that were immediately relevant on the pro scene. Yeah, I mean Brody. Brody. Yeah, Brody. Mm. Maybe was, one. was Andrew, Sorry, Brody. Andrew Fish that before that, but it was kind of he was that. doing in parallel. He's been playing yeah. for a long time. Yeah, he was doing it in parallel. But Brody, but Brody was actually putting his flag on the ground a little before early. COVID started. Correct. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Yep. He started playing in like December of 2019, mm-hmm. right? In earnest, like training. So he wasn't like a COVID golfer. No, like, I agree with that. No, I mean people that like my sport shut down. What can I do? Mm-hmm. There's this other thing with Frisbees. Yeah, that was March, April. I've known yep. about it for so long, and I've been resistant to it. Thank you, Rudy Gobert. Where have you all been, by the way, you ultimate Frisbee players? I don't know. Especially if you're over 40, come hang out with us. It's fucking awesome. You don't got to run. <laughs> Frisbee sports, man. <laughs> We're all in this you together. You don't have to run. Yeah, it's like that broken knee. It's not that big of a deal. In uh, I know. But at the, at the maybe it's just because the talent pool is bigger. Uh, that's, but I haven't seen like an elite ultimate player or famous ultimate player like Ella, uh, break through as quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Or it just could be that she has just, you know, a knack for disc golf mm-hmm. that she could adapt just to Just an quickly. athlete. Yeah. Yeah. She can bomb a disc. She has like such quick rotation through well, her. She's like a slow thrower too, though. She I don't know. Look, she, she looks no, slow. No, 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 no. It's, when you're it's there a slow run up. It's slow. You like, watch, I, you watch, you watch her, throw? Her, you watch her hit point. It is as fast or faster than anybody in the game. I her agree. Point. But when you see Paige throw, you see her using her toenails. Like, <laughs> like you can see her getting every. Oh, yeah. Developing that torque. Yep. Ella's like kind of lazy. She, she Yeah. And like slow. And then, but she has the right acceleration. That yep. like, it's Tiny. the hit point. Some people take, some people need to be fast to get to the hit point quicker. Some but her. It's like, it's so fast. She needs to slow everything down. Mm-hmm. I'm psyched to see her play this year. Me too. Yeah. yeah I consider too. her a friend and like, she's really mm-hmm. likable. I like a lot of things that she stands for and she's putting in the work off yep. season yeah. with Zoe, right? Off season with Zoe. She's just been playing a lot and putting a lot. And obviously she's got distance, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, she, I think she averaged like nine sixty plus at uh new year's classic. And got second place behind Owen Scoggins, who averaged almost 990. Owen is playing so playing well right so now. Good. I know. Do you know she's over 40? Yeah, yeah. she's like yeah. 44 or something like that. No. No, she's, she's 75 she, years old. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did she win? She won Masters. No, right? she's yeah. at least 42, though, I think. I think she just turned 40 last year. Okay. Yeah. I think last year was her first year. You was incredible know golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Super she nice. Didn't want to so cheery. with us. Yeah, <laughs> I invited her after when she did skins. the skins at OTB Open. I'm like, oh, and you want to come back and hang out at the shop? She's like, I can't. I'm like, why? I'm like, she's like, I'm not sponsored. 
I'm not Whoa. OTB, I'm not OTB <laughs> sponsored. What? And I'm like, no way. Not I'm even in, knowing. I, like, I think that you. Yeah, were. and I was like, I'm inviting you to OTB right now, Owen. And then Leo was right there, and Leo was like, No, like you can come hang out at OTB. She's like, Wait, you guys are OTB? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I'll come hang out. I didn't know that was you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Owen's awesome. Owen's great. No, no, and yeah, Justin for a long time. Yeah, I remember. I met them at. Guess where I met them. Uh, Safari. Nope. Uh, frying pan. Nope. Visalia. I think Crash. Oh, useless. Boonfling. Um, I met them <laughs> no, at Boonfling. No way. Really? They I met Boonfling? I don't remember her going. I think, yeah, she was there with Justin. It must have been before me. Does it go back to like 2012? Uh, yeah, 2009 or 10. It's an 11th year with a missing year in between. So yeah, technically a 12th year. It was like. Back in the day, like uh, my wife yeah, Elena, like played in this. It was like one big women's division. I remember Elena coming. Yeah, uh, Elena's played that tournament. Um, I did seven, the first seven or so. First seven. Mm-hmm. I've done the last, and that's it. Five. I missed the first. I one. retired. I missed another one since. I haven't missed any since I started playing. Wow, was this year's pretty fun? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know he like he like made it like a festival. It was mm-hmm. more music. A lot of music. It was great. I nope. didn't go, but I saw a lot of Facebook crash went videos. up a day earlier than ever before. Also, he went up on up like Tuesday. Now, yeah. We went up on Wednesday, which is what we've been doing for a little bit, mm-hmm. but they went up crash when Dan Lee went up on Tuesday. Does the tournament start on Thursday, Friday, Friday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday. <clears throat> you, the best, the best two days are Wednesday, Thursday for us though. In uh, my opinion. Well, you guys get to see everyone arrive. Right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Wednesday is just hey. like nobody's there and yeah. we're all partying like, just like the core group of guys and it's just kind of weird and nothing's happening and you're like oh let's go play glow round with nobody on the course yeah nice and then thursday like everyone's kind of starts showing up and that's like the anticipation and then i mean friday saturday and sunday are all amazing too but and a big blur yeah a big blur what are you most excited about for otb open this year i think just to see the tournament scale and, and just fill out that property. Like we did a really good job last year for just having like the top 40%, I think, you know, and golfers on the course at the same time we had the tournament going. 40% of the property, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this year we have the entire property. We won't use all of it, but... Um, we have 150 acres at our usage. We'll probably use 100. Yeah. Which is... Including like parking. That's a lot. For like, one For course. perspective, like Golden Gate, this golf course is on 15 acres. That's yeah, we crazy. we always were going off the thing 18. that 45, Avery actually told us this, 40 to like to 50 acres was perfect for a championship level course. Yeah, championship, yep. yes. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. Yep. And, and so we were always like 100 acres is too. what we want. And then 100 we, acres, you could have two. And then we yeah. looked up that Swinston was 200 acres total, like the whole property of the yeah, park and everything. Yeah, I don't think everything. it is. Well, that's the I park. heard you guys say that. I no, think that's Leonard, the park I, and everything. I questioned There's all the space, like Sean, there's all the space like outside the golf course too. Yeah. Maybe including... That's what outside it's Outside the fence? Yeah. Outside, oh, the, outside the tree line. Oh, yeah, sure. But like, I'm psyched. We have like, we're going to have a gauntlet hole. We're going to have like a 260. I hope that so makes it in. There's so many trees it's there. Gotta, okay, it's going to make it in. Okay. We're <laughs> Leonard, gonna, Leonard, you listening? Yeah. Leonard two, told me there's a gauntlet hole. 260 foot hole that's like tree, okay, tree, cool. tree. Like a, a hole from yeah. Hornet's Nest. Like, yeah. Kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But there's shorter. a lot of trees there. It's there is awesome. a lot of trees there. A lot of variety of trees, too. Yeah, there's big tall pines. There's a couple oaks. There's. Mm hmm. I'm psyched to like provide like a real 
professional disc golf experience for spectators and players. Like, That's what I'm excited about. It's just uh, the ancillary things that, again, you won't see on The coverage. little tiny things like mm-hmm. that the players have dedicated space and players can stay overnight. A dedicated display like, to camp. They're going to have uh, perhaps showers, a locker room, mm-hmm. dedicated bathrooms, um, not just like where they're staying, but on the course. Um, honestly, like some separation from player to spectator. Yes. Like yep. where you can't Give, just walk up to Paul and ask for his autograph. Like mm-hmm. that was kind of crazy last year. Us on the 18th green at the very end. Mm-hmm. We were, I think it was Saturday, maybe we were walking off the course. I think we were talking to Paul and then all of a sudden like this swarm of yeah. people. And I, I was hope, like, I oh, hope. we tried. Yeah. And oh, I know everyone. <laughs> we tried. Need- on, <clears throat> Let's not like, well, no, there's gonna, like the best part of this golf for a minute, right? No, hundred percent it is, but it's also crazy for like Paul. Yeah, of course. It's all, as I'm just going from the Easiest perspective. From Calvin Paul. could not get to the tee pad yeah. from his car. It's Calvin, to you the find? Stage. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, Maybe yeah. in like you five minutes, that. come get me. Yeah, absolutely remember that. So yeah, yeah like uh, unfortunately, we'll probably have to have like barricaded or stanchions that go from practice area to the stage, mm-hmm. which we will have a stage again, uh, probably a bigger one. Taller one, Sean? Uh, I don't know about taller. Bigger taller for sure. But definitely more, like probably 50% bigger. Yeah. yeah. A big ass stage would be so cool. Yeah. And We're also, like, I don't know if you, you listened to the last podcast. We're going to move that after the tournament and put it on top of the building for a helipad. Stage here. <laughs> I did hear that. We're going to put it on the top of the building. So you never know helipad. when Rick and Kona might want to <laughs> yeah, come Rick in. Yeah, Rick and Kona might want to come in. So <laughs> there's only one helipad in Stockton. So is there one here? Uh yeah, there's I mean there's one at the airport of course. The Spanos hospital. Spanos building. Okay. Alex G. Spanos has it on helicopter, so or he did he passed away. Yeah, his Dean. son has a Dean helicopter now. now. Dean. So obviously the budget is much larger for the OTB Open this year, and MVP is a big part of that, and they understand what the goal is and what the vision is for for this event scaling large and they understand that there's a certain amount of expenses that go along with that increased the things everything that we're trying to provide to the players and so that was certainly and spectators yep and spectators 100 percent um you know and that's and that's certainly what what fueled part of the move so i think mercy this is probably right up your alley but you know, ah, I'm trying to figure out exactly how, how to broach this, but Sean, talk about the money, basically, <laughs> basically. And we, you know, well, we've, we're all on the record of like TD should get paid. And I know that that might absolutely. not happen this year as it's, it's, it's a new business in a sense, mm-hmm. and you just need to reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. And that's what's going on. But yeah, well, basically it, give us, yeah, we're not hiding the fact that we have a production company. Um, the primary uh, project for that company is to thousand rated productions. Uh, and our primary mission is the OTB open. Um, and we want to build a company that is able to present a bigger and better event each and every year. And in order to make those leaps, we absolutely need more support from our sponsors. Um, and also from the spectators that, that come in and, uh, our patrons. Uh, and so, yeah, in order to, to execute the vision that we had for this year, we were looking for much more support from our, our sponsor, our disc sponsor. And, Both. Uh, not just, not just, uh, 
our manufacturer sponsor, but also OTB themselves. Certainly both. Yeah. I mean, asks, yeah. asks are getting larger across the board. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, the whole model, again, that Sean was explaining earlier, uh, with OTB being our title sponsor, um, the value that we can bring to them is in the form of discs that people want to buy. And so that's that's a big part of the, the compensation the MVP is providing for us this year. They're giving us access to 20,000 discs, which is maybe not a gigantic number, but it's a it's pretty, pretty big number. It's yeah. a pretty big number. It's only the OTB open, OTB open stamped branded discs. Mm-hmm. It raises between one hundred and two hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. If and we will sell through them. So let's hope. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, I mean, the, ideally, it's a matter of time. Ideally, you'll sell through them before the event, and that will that will be dictated on how interesting you know the items are. But MVP makes incredible Absolutely. plastic, mm-hmm. and, and that's so one of excited. Things. And we have a new exclusive mold uh, plastic combo that hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and that's Very definitely one of the things we're really excited about. Um, in particular, I don't think they have a great presence in California. So yeah, we thought that was something, you know, even though OTB is an online retailer, they have a big footprint in California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to expose, you know, this area to their products. It's um, the most populous state, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. In addition to that, you know, as we, we talked about earlier, uh, we are getting a cash compensation, uh, $25,000. Um and that will go again to covering the costs of this year's event, allowing us to scale as well as investing in the years going forward. Um, and then in order to run a top-notch amateur event, uh, which we're doing again the weekend before the Pro Tour event, they're giving us $25,000 in twenty-five grand in wholesale credit. Mm-hmm. No, And that's huge. Like, I don't know... And that's, that's part of why I think it's important to talk about it and why, you know, Rick's deal is public, why Paul's deal is public, mm-hmm. because we don't know what other tournaments are getting. People have no this. idea. Yeah. yeah and no so idea. both sides, the manufacturers the TD, the and manufacturer, the manufacturer, uh, the fan, mm-hmm. uh, we f- we feel really confident in this program. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, it's not unique. No. Nate has been doing this with uh, yeah. Discraft and Ledgestone for about... 10 years now to a much larger scale way yeah. larger at this point mm-hmm. at uh, this point it's huge sure. yeah so like this is our little way where everyone wins like uh mvp is giving us a package that to us is worth like fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars but we are also committing to purchasing two twenty thousand discs yep. that cost 200 plus thousand yeah, dollars over 200 grand so right. like they are getting they have a small investment up front with a commitment that they're going to get three to four X ROI on -hmm. top line. I mean, Mm -hmm. revenue, not profit plus the marketing. Yeah. And then hopefully we come up with some really exclusive, cool blends that the customers wants. uh, And they want to be part of the events. And then that creates a foundation for Sean and I and our team of honestly, like, I don't know, 75 to a hundred thousand dollars in support Mm -hmm. that we can build more bleachers, build more staging, provide better amenities for players and spectators golf carts driving around to pick up people, uh, paid security, uh, food doesn't uh, run out food that doesn't run out (laughs) a beer garden, uh, video walls, like all the things that we talked about before, like it just allows us to, um, 
for me, like emotionally, honestly, like I don't have to worry so much about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, mm-hmm. it, that's the thing. Like mm-hmm. the first year, like the first year of the SFO, I lost six you or seven thousand dollars. Second year, son and I lost a tournament. Son, we lost twelve or 15, not lost, but we invested. Yeah, right. Twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. Last year, we made a small profit that we shared with like specific core members of our team, and we can we will continue to do that in the future. But from the top end, like I do not look at this opportunity as a short-term investment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. We want to no put way. all the money back into the event. We want to create the best spectator experience on tour. And the best player experience best on Best player tour. experience. Mm-hmm. Both, if you do both of those things, if the players are happy, the spectators will be happy. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even if you, even if it was okay, we profited ten to twenty thousand dollars this year. You'd be woefully underpaid as far as yes. uh, oh, an yeah. hourly wage. <laughs> no, we're Dude, investing, we're we're investing our time yeah. way less absolutely. than 100%. minimum hundreds wage. of hours. I mean, a total of thousands of man hours. Oh, it, absolutely easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's not a light lift to do a disc golf pro tour event. Like we have to raise like the expectation now is fifty thousand dollars out of cash. Yep. What was it? What was it last year? Twenty? No. Last year it was okay. I'll give you the history. It started out at ten for Pro Tour events in mm-hmm. 2016. It went to 12.5. It went to 15. Stayed there. 15 was last year. We did 25. Now mm-hmm. it's 25, and now the expectation is like a tacit implication of 50. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know of people listening out there, but fifty thousand dollars is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. A lot scary of to money. commit to. It is. Especially right. when you lost money the first year yeah. after putting in hundreds of hours. But like in hindsight though, like l- lots mm. of people lose money in their while they're scaling their business. Yes. Like three yep. years is a good goal for break even. Yep. Yeah. We actually did it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, COVID helped. Sure. I mean, God bless everyone that lost their lives and businesses, but like it obviously accelerated disc golf. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, yep. And like we, we, our team always knew the upside was spectators. I always mm-hmm. knew watching Eagle throw a 760 foot roller is worth money. Hearing the snap. So why everyone that always clamors for wooded golf? I'm like, you've never seen Eagle throw max I, distance. Uh, need both. Like, I, I like you need to open you, that Pandora's box. You need I want both. to yell about this. You 100% <laughs> need both. But anyone that says wooded golf is better than open golf is just wrong. Hold on. I don't think it's better. It's as good. It's as good. You just killed Corey. Just go watch. (laughs) Just go watch pros throw far and tell me that's not a skill that every pro needs. I think Uh, I think the difference is playing versus a hundred percent. So like spectating to me is better on a golf course because I can see the flight of the disc. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I can be on the fairway. Mm -hmm. The most watched video of all of last year. Other than James Conrad's throw-in, other than, throw. but even that, that's not that was not in the woods. It's not in the woods. Is Eagles Eagle yeah, on that seven hundred foot throw? Yeah, that everyone hated that that course, even myself included. The course kind of sucks. Uh, it just didn't have that much charm. No, it didn't. But that throw, but the the lack of charm made Eagle throw the sickest shot of the I year because he had all the air room. Yep. So I'm like sorry, watching everyone. guys throw far is still. The most exciting part of disc golf. Yeah. Yep. Watching people so far. Chicks dig the long ball. It'll always be true. It'll always be true. Or people, Ricky wrapped her legs from 80. Also true. Yeah. Like that's that. sick. That's sick too. But Plus, like what did courses can't fit on site spectators? I mean, also true. I'm going to give you a listen. Newsflash. The on the gate for pro tour events. Whatever. I'll be a little bit transparent. Is going between this year will go between fifteen and a hundred thousand dollars plus per tournament. 
That's all going back to the players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, go to a disc golf pro tour event or or a major. It's awesome. It's great. It's fun. It's really fun. Like yeah. to see these guys, especially if you play and you throw 250 to 350, which is mostly most people. And they're just, you know, like it's seeing a disc coming out of someone's hand at 75 miles an hour. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it doesn't make sense, actually. It doesn't make <laughs> I don't sense. understand how so that happens. My <laughs> favorite part about sports is watching people do things that I can't. You can't sure, do. Exactly. And like, me as a baseball player, my favorite thing about baseball is watching. Like I was a good baseball player, played college, threw hard, I threw in the low 90s. Watching Ooh. a guy throw 105 it's way fucking cooler than watching a dude throw 89 and carving a guy apart. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is forever. And it always will. I be. might disagree with you there. It always will. Be. It's re- the reason why people I love, love Nolan watching- Ryan. Well, that's Nolan fair, Ryan but- wasn't loved because he was good. It's he's loved because he threw harder than everybody else. I, I think that's fair, but I, like I also think Wakefield pitch. Yeah, that's different because it's the sideshow. But I think being able that's to see, being There's able like to see those ever shots is the key. It's not necessarily yeah, just the distance shots that having a more open yeah. area allows you to, you know, allows spectators on site and in their living room yeah. watching on DGN mm-hmm. to see these amazing turnover shots yeah. or a roller. I think you know, both like, are needed. I don't um, think it should all be distance competitions. Hold on. I want to tag out for the last five minutes of this because yeah. we have to get going, but I want to put Corey Morell in the seat who's Corey's been behind the camera more than any, most people in disc golf. Yep. Yeah. And I want to hear his opinion on wooded courses behind the camera versus open courses. Hi, Corey. Aaron, you're wrong. That's all right. <laughs> I, I'm wrong a lot, Come so it's okay. High. He hears that every day. I hear that all the time. I just uh, as, as a fan hands on as a fan it just I would I love watching guys just rip on a frisbee. You would. Yeah. That's your game though. You live in Stockton, baby. Nah. That's what you can do out here. Just rip it into the winds. Oh, I would rather play in a wooded course. But you'd rather I, watch an open course. Exactly. Mostly. And I think that's one of the biggest mostly differences. Not, not completely. People enjoy playing different golf than they enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the right? I mean yeah, one of the tough parts about watching wooded golf too is you get a little lost in the flight of the disc as yeah, it's kind of like yeah. zoomed in, it's whipping around trees. That's why Iron Hill, a lot of people it's don't awful. like watching it. I hate it. Because it's just pars and fours and fives. They're just blasting it through the woods. You, you can't especially see Especially when it's all flat, the screen, it, yeah. you can't really see the lines at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think W.R. Jackson is probably the best example of an yeah. open... A, a wooded course that allows enough air room for people to really let it rip. Yeah, you see like, like Simon excelling on courses like that because That's true. Mm-hmm. it has a lot of left to right. There's big hallways. If you get off, it's brutal. You know, there's some trees in the middle, but yeah. in general, I think it, it really blends the two. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm not someone that's just all all air, open air, but I think if you don't have three, four holes that guys can just absolutely rip it on, you're doing a disservice to the professionals that play disc golf because whether you like it or not one of the biggest things about being a professional is how far you can throw (laughs) it is one of the skills that is the hardest to get and the best players in the world all have it and it's throwing far and it will always be the case you'll never change that no it's very true so like but i think it's really the ability to control it's the command that distance. at distance. It's the oh, command agreed. at 450. Yeah, like, like eagle shot, eagle shot on that hitting a landing zone from 450. Eagle shot at that hole in Pennsylvania wouldn't be as cool if he was 40 feet right mm-hmm. or 50 feet left. Am I crazy for like I, that shot? Really, was not that cool. It was a wide was open amazing. shot that he boomed a slight downhill, 700 feet. I Did mean, the shot at solitude was more impressive. 
when he threw that mid range at thousand feet and got the birdie. Sure, I, I've, that's cooler to me. N- nobody thousand came, feet though. Nobody came close to that hole. Like he only watched, did once, I watched right? it on cover on coverage. Yeah, yeah. Nobody came close to the hole. As soon as he threw like it, Simon throwing at Moraine State Park that eagle he threw a couple years ago, where he filleted that like five hundred fifty foot shot up the yeah. middle with a PD. To me, far more impressive than just a gentle turnover. That I mean, he put it on the line. It's a great shot. I'm not saying it's a bad shot. Mm-hmm. To just, me, more engaging to watch a line hit. Through statistics stuff. would would disagree with you. The I most, mean, the second most watched shot to last film. It's tougher to film that shot. That's yeah, it is sure. tougher to film and, that shot in the woods or yes. what so on the woods. Is, this but. is going to be my disc golf media hot take. I think it's easier to film in the woods. Interesting. How I so? think it's, all right. Because there's only one line these guys are throwing. Mm, that's right? a good point. It's like they're yep. shooting down a tunnel. So I'm if I'm B cam, I'm just yeah, coming back with them. Coming back. I know where they're going. If it's out in the wide open, you know, lefty, boom, booms it over here. Righty, yeah. big hyzer. Oh, this guy's nice. straight shots. Yep. It's like that's impossible not a hot take, up in the thing. It's, well, it's, it's that's counterintuitive. Actually a good point. It is yeah. counterintuitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I, yeah. I'm just, that shot of Eagle was filmed very well. Perfect. And like you can see everything. Like you see what Eagle was intending to do. Mm-hmm. You could see the line hit match. It makes the, ESPNs before Simon does. Yeah. Wait. For like, sure. The average fan will watch that and be like, yep. I want to. I can I go throw a frisbee seven hundred feet? Well, it's like understandable like, as well. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you can wrap your heads around it a little more than the technicality it might take to 100%. like Heiser flip something flat and have it drift mm-hmm. and then barely mm-hmm. make a corner. That's a that's impressive. That's more impressive to the trained eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a trained eye. What can I say, man? You're 100%. just an untrained eye. Oh, to my left. Hey, that's hey, all I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just speaking for the masses here. I know. I know. I know. And even though the masses in the Twitter comments and the Instagram comments want to make you think i think the woods golf is more no, where, popular where well, it'll get distorted is when people say oh just you you want wide open courses and it's just it's a facet that needs to be showcased yeah, yeah. no i agree that's it i actually you mentioned like of course that doesn't have a couple holes where these guys can boom it is doing a disservice i yeah. kind of fall on the opposite side like if it's a woods course give me a whole woods course if it's an open course give me a course that's designed around open golf like i don't necessarily love a course that has every single different element of disc golf in it, especially mm-hmm. on tour. Mm. If you're talking about tour, I want the whole year oh, to I want represent to, their trip. Oh, I want all, all of the above. above. But I think if degree. you only have one course that you do want to have some balance there. Yeah. I think as a one-off tournament, but I've, I'm talking about like thinking about the tour as a whole. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Own identity. If I'm thinking about the horror's <laughs> tool, uh, uh, the tour as a whole, I want all of that. If I'm a, an event, <laughs> you like that. You like that wording there? Okay. Much? I just, <laughs> yeah, I want to want to hear that back. <laughs> I want to hear. I don't know what I said, but it was awful. I know I that. I hope it was close to the the whore as a tool. That's, just what I, that's what I heard. That's worst case and best case scenario. <laughs> but if I'm thinking about a, a, a specific event, what are you thinking about? But no, go ahead. A specific event, like if we're the OTB Open and I want to design a course. Oh, we are. We no, better no. fucking have a fucking hole that's 9,000 feet long. Oh, yeah. I want to see a guy. But I want to have a distance competition on at least one hole. Yeah. Like, yeah, we got to figure that out, actually. You know what? I think we definitely need to need have like that. need like a rock year. that you can move and it'll yeah. be the current longest drive. Yeah. You know, like, spotters there. If, if, I'm a, if I'm a singular tournament that's thinking about this, I want to have the longest shot on tour. Yeah. I also have want to have a hole that has fucking 19 aces on it because that'd be fun as hell for yeah. coverage. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Farthest flying strong. disc. Nice, he might be a little strong, yeah. but the I far four. Yeah, I agree. I like, agree. Like a whole eight at Maple is the same way. I yeah. Mean, this year they moved it back and took it a little, took the ace a, yeah, a little bit away. 
But uh, that that idea where you can get some yeah. clickable viral hits. I like I, both of them. Like yeah. not even just for the clickable viral things, just for like fun of watching. Mm-hmm. Like I want to watch a guy throw far, and I want a guy watch a guy run the like ring it. Yeah, we want to do both. Audience behind mm-hmm. him, the whole deal. I want to watch Tiger chip it in from yeah. from a little ways, and I want to watch Tiger like boom that shit. So. If you want to throw really far. Get yourself an OTB open stamp disc. Oh, yeah. And those this far. year are all going to be made by MVP. MVP. We, these guys got a heart out, so we're going to roll, but we will continue all of these conversations. Sounds good. Thanks for having us, guys. Love you all. Thanks for Love coming. You, Corey. Love you guys.